From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about the impact you can have on your marriage when you use common courtesy with your spouse. And I love this quote from American essayist Ralph Waldo Emerson. He says, life is short, but there is always time enough for courtesy. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're really going to be digging into this idea of common courtesy and the place it has in your marriage. But before we get to that, we start every show with a hug. And this week's hug is sponsored by Date Night Box. So are you tired of planning date night or just doing the same old thing? Leave date night to Date Night Box. Date Night Box is the first and only company to plan, book, box, and send custom date night boxes. Each box includes tickets and vouchers for your event, activities, and dinner, along with directions, itinerary, a virtual date night concierge, and fun goodies to enhance each date. All One Extraordinary Marriage family can receive one free planning by a date night consultant. And all you have to do to check that out is go to together.datenightbox.com. Make it super easy. And I'm telling you, these boxes, we got one and they are fabulous. So if you just want to do something different, change it up a little bit, take the guesswork out, check them out at together.datenightbox.com. And here's what one of our listeners had to say. She said, thank you so much, Elisa, for everything you've done for us. This happens to be a coaching client. She said, we have benefited tremendously from your coaching calls and our marriage has never been better. We look forward to listening to one each week. You and Tony are doing amazing things through the podcast and coaching calls and changing so many people's lives. Keep up the great work. Love you guys. We love you guys. Absolutely. This is a couple that's been through a lot and to get this kind of feedback from them about the impact that not just the podcast is having. I love that they do listen to the podcast every week, but also the the coaching Mm-hmm. You know, this is a couple that stepped up and said, you know, we need to do something different. What we've been trying hasn't been working and we need a little bit more help. And they got serious and they had some hard work to do and they're still working on it. And to get this kind of note from them was just, it was a real treat. This hug. This big hug. Absolutely. Yeah. So Tony, common courtesy. Common courtesy. Tony had to listen to me gripe about common courtesy more than once in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. And this last week in particular, not, not to me. No, no, no. He just had to listen to me gripe. Right. This was not Tony doing something that I was griping about. This was, you know, how you sometimes vent to your spouse about what's going on in the world at large. This is what Tony had to deal with mm-hmm. because it seemed like everywhere I turned, common courtesy was like flying out the window. People had forgotten about it. You know, I would have people tell me they were going to call me at a certain time and they didn't. I would have people book appointments with me and not show up or not send me an email or a text or something saying, hey, something came up. 
I, I called, you know, I was talking to a business um, insurance deal that we were working with and that was just a complete run around all over the place. And so poor Tony, it was like three days in a row where I'm just like, oh my gosh, have people forgotten how to be courteous with one another? Right. Have we simply forgotten how to do that? And then all of a sudden, you know, you have that moment where you're like, ooh, how is this impacting marriages? And in what ways is what I'm seeing in the business place, and that was really what where all of my gripes were coming from, where is that coming into the marriage? Mm-hmm. And then I had to take a step back, and some of you may be familiar uh, in Luke 6, 41 and 42 in the Bible, it says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me take that speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? First, take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And so I started thinking about that and thinking about the show and thinking about, you know, what I need to look and see for myself and, you know, for all of you who are joining us this week, where is common courtesy falling apart in our marriages? Right. Where am I dropping the ball? And collectively, we as the one family, where are we not extending courtesy to our spouses? And I sometimes, when Elisa was bringing this up, I, I really thought about this as well from a different perspective, one of which we extend common courtesy to everybody else. We're very nice to the, the service person who may be coming to our house. We're very courteous to the employer who walks in. We're very courteous to the teacher um, that you know is teaching our kids. We're, we're courteous to all these other people. And yet, when we're in our own home, we can't even you know, be decent enough to say please and thank you to our own spouse. Well, and I can't tell you the number of emails or even consultations that I've had with people who utter something to the effect of, well, we've taken each other for granted. Mm-hmm. We, we got, I actually heard twice on two different calls last week, we just got lazy in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And when laziness creeps in, when you start taking each other for granted, I'm telling you the courtesies fly out the window. And we'll be first to raise our hands. This has happened in our marriage, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it will happen again. This isn't something that we can say, hey, you know what? We got this one done. No, there are times in our marriage when we do forget to be courteous to each other, where it's, hey, we just have this expectation that you're supposed to do it, so why would I say please do this or thank you for doing that? Absolutely, and Tony just hit on two of them you know, please and thank you. And we're going to kind of dig into some words and some specific actions here. But I want to go back to this idea of being lazy or taking one another for granted. Mm -hmm. Because I just want to expand that a little bit because there's this, this idea, I guess for lack of a better word, that's floating around out there that once you put a ring on somebody's finger and you have the big party and you do the I do's, that you can get away with any type of behavior that you want. Good and bad. And that, you know, this person's just always going to be around. They're going to tolerate this. And I hope that this episode, folks, is a wake-up call to you that they won't always be around. People do have a finite ability to deal with being disrespected. 
And some people have an amazingly long window before they're, you know, the, the straw that breaks their camel's back, you know, to use that expression. But this, this episode, this is all about changing your behavior today. It, it's about looking in the mirror and saying, wow, you know what? Instead of saying my wife or my husband needs to change, I should probably start extending them courtesy first. I should start taking action first and then, and I promise you this will happen. When you start to change yourself for the better, your spouse will respond to that. Mm -hmm. But don't wait. Don't think, I'll get to that in a couple months or I'll get to that next year or, you know, I'll put that on my 2015 goals. You know, I want to be more courteous. You don't have that kind of time. And I, and here's how I know, because I get the phone calls. And I do the coaching calls when somebody's like, well, I thought I had all the time in the world. Right. We get many emails that are what Elisa spoke of. Just, hey, we just got lazy and we decided or I decided not to do anything. And being courteous to one another, man, that's an easy thing that we can do each and every day. It's just making it a priority and looking at the, the words that we choose to use. So we start with please and thank you. It's amazing what those extra, you know, six or seven letters can do to change the tone and the expectation and the whole feeling that goes into a request. Could you please pick up milk on your way home instead of, hey, we need milk. <laughs> I'm telling you, Please, we'll go a lot further. And this, hey, this happens in our household a lot. There are times when I'll be going through our, you know, our cupboards or what have you, and we're out of maybe say cashews or we're out of orange juice or whatever. And it's it is it's one of those things that I even catch myself doing to Elisa. Hey, you know, make sure you get this the next time you're at Costco. Instead of really going, you know what? Hey, Lisa, could you please grab cashews or put could you put cashews down on our Costco list? I do it. I catch myself. And, and one area I know I do catch myself a lot doing it is when there is lack of food or a food item in the house. And part of that, just as an aside, is because I don't eat all the same food that Tony does. So if there's something that he specifically wants, once it's out, he's got to tell me that it's out. I just don't automatically buy it. Yeah, she doesn't know. I, I don't goes back to that fact that your spouse does not have ESP. Right. And here's the thing, when you use the word please, because we're so used to receiving requests, you know, it happens all day long. You know, your boss will say something, your kids, you know, I need this, I want that, would you please get me the, you know, would you get me this, would you do this, would you, when you actually hear the word please, it's an interruption. It will catch your spouse's attention to hear that you are making that request with a courteous word included. Mm -hmm. So the flip side of that is, adding in the thank you when they do something for you. Everybody, even if your love language is not words of affirmation, everybody appreciates being thanked for what they have done. And I'm not talking about like all day long. Oh, honey, thank you for, um, you know, thank you for making the bed and thank you for doing the dishes. You know, it doesn't have to be every single action throughout the day, but those things that really impact you, those things that have made your life a little easier today, those things that you really appreciate. I mean, I was telling, I was out, just out for a drive with our middle schooler 
And I said something to him about how much I appreciate just what Tony does for us on a daily basis. And he just kind of looked at me and I go, no, I said, I probably don't say thank you to your dad enough for how he provides for us and takes care of us. And that's something that, that both spouses need to hear. You know, if, if your wife stays home and raises the kids and keeps the house in some semblance of, you know, sanity, sanity, you need to tell her you appreciate that. Because if you don't ever spend a full day with your children and she does, I'm telling you, you walk a day in her shoes, you're going to appreciate so much of what she does. And vice versa, you know, those of you that are out slaying the corporate dragons every day, that's a tough job. Thank your spouse for going out there and having that corporate job or having that shift job or being a firefighter or whatever it is. Thank them for what they do because it puts food on your table. It puts a roof over your head. Thank you is a way to demonstrate appreciation. And next is you're welcome. Too much in our society, and I, and I saw this many years ago, where everybody would just say thank you. No, thank you. No, I want to thank you. No, 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 thank you. And and I found it very interesting that nobody ever said, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Like just owning it and saying, you know what? I did that. You're welcome. And so I probably five or six years ago started just saying, you're welcome to people. Somebody said, hey, that was a job well done, or I really appreciate what you did for me. Thank you so much. I would just say, you're welcome. Boom. And end it. It's amazing what can happen to somebody when they hear that you truly appreciate them. And you're not trying to one-up them by saying, no, thank you. No, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. End of story. It's done. You're welcome. I am pleased to do that. Boom. What? it's so much of our lives are spent not being acknowledged. And I think that's really where a lot of this courtesy comes in is that treating each other with courtesy really serves as a way of acknowledgement. So another one, and this will especially play. Oh, and, uh, no, I was just going to say this. <laughs> you this. can't see it, but the hand came up like, Oh, I want to raise on. my hand and say something. When, when we, when we say extend common courtesy too, this also extends to, your sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. This this is an area where being able to say thank you for X Y Z. Hey, thank you for that blowjob. Thank you for allowing me to have an orgasm. Those are hey, don't be laughing. I, loved, I love it when he just like bam. All of a sudden, you guys think this conversation's going in one direction, and Tony makes sure that we cover all of the intimacies right there. I love that. Uh, thank you. Well, you're welcome. So. <laughs> It's true, though, because we do take that time together almost for granted mm-hmm. in, in really being able to say, hey, thanks for that. Right. You know, that was fun. I appreciated it. It's just we tend to compartmentalize our lives, and we think common courtesy would only be those things that happen outside of our bedroom. And I'm saying, and Elisa would say this and agree with this, is that please, thank you, you're welcome all extend into your bedroom and into your sexual intimacy. And the last phrase that I want to just hit on is excuse me or pardon me, whatever you prefer there. There are so many things that are running through our worlds 
you know, in terms of distractions, in terms of work, in ter- you know, I, I walked into our office just a little while ago and Tony's got, you know, two different screens up because he's working on some stuff for the website and programs that are coming up. And so he's got all this kind of stuff going on. And what do I do? I just start talking to him. I'm like, I'm here. I'm surely the most important thing in the room, right? I mean, that's what we think when we walk in instead of saying, excuse me, is this a good time? So right there, case in point, guilty as charged. Because I didn't say, excuse me. I just assumed that he would want to hear at that moment whatever I had to say. And he just looks at me. He's like, I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> Very sweet. Not, you know, not miffed or anything, but just like, can, do you see these computer screens? Or do you see your spouse with, you know, maybe they're a teacher and they've got all the grading assignments spread out on the table. Or maybe they've got reports that they've got to review for work the next day or the homeschooling parents who have got a curriculum spreading out. Excuse me, is this a good time for us to talk? And it sounds a little formal in a marriage relationship. And yet when we ask permission, instead of just assuming that we're the most important thing on the planet at that moment, it allows our spouse to not be confronted with our presence because sometimes it's a very abrupt interruption. But to say, hold on, let me just finish this one page or this one screen or this one whatever, and then I can give you my full attention. Because honestly, we want their full attention. Yeah. But when we don't say excuse me, when we assume that our presence is simply worthy of them dropping whatever they're doing, it makes it a lot harder for them to be fully present right. with us. And I love... Now, uh, if it's an emergency, well, okay, folks, we know, we understand, hey... Got to get in there. Got to get the stuff done. So we're talking about just a normal day-to-day interactions because this does happen. And interruptions over time, if if you're at home or you're you're into something that needs to get done, if those interruptions happen time and time again, it's amazing how much longer those tasks can take mm-hmm. because the constant interruptions. So it's it's a excuse me. Can we talk about this? Actually, right now, I need to finish this and I'm going to be done in 30 minutes. Let's pick this up in 30 minutes. And we do. We'll pick it up in 30 minutes. I'm done. You know, boom. Let's talk about this. What's what's up? Boom. And this can happen on the phone too. You know, sure. if you got to call your spouse at work or, you know, y- y- whatever it may be, it's, hey, excuse me for, for jumping into the middle of your day. I really need to talk about this with you okay, what's up? I do have time right now. So let's get into this. Thanks. Boom. Well, and I want to make sure that everybody understands too, this isn't just about the marriage relationship. This is also about the family relationship. Mm -hmm. We would all do to bring a lot more courtesy into our relationship with not just our spouses, but also with our children and just with all the other people around. I mean, I just think that like, like what if you were the stone that was thrown into the pond and you decided that you were going to treat people with more courtesy right? What happens when a stone gets thrown into a pond? It ripples. It ripples. It ripples. Each one of you, and I just want you to think about this for a second, like jump into this visual image with me. Your act of common courtesy is the stone being thrown into the pond of your community. And when you choose to be more courteous to the people around you, that is going to have an outward cascading ripple effect you have it within your power to change your community. And I love this because I was 
just doing some research for this show and really kind of digging into this whole thing about courtesy. And I found on this website called Intentional Parents uh, that they say that true courtesy is a heart attitude. And I loved that idea. It's not just this like, I've got to, uh, you know, I'm supposed to. It's really, it's a heart attitude. They go on to say, courtesy is being concerned with the other person's comfort. It may take different forms in different situations, but the underlying attitude remains. It's being that servant lover. Absolutely. Which we've talked about numerous times over the years on the show. Well, and then I also looked into the history of courtesy. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, where did this come from? And so there's this PhD. uh, She has a website called traditioninaction.com. And she says that manners and courtesies, customs and conventions were not developed with the notion of making life more difficult. They had a purpose that was the exact opposite, to make life more amenable in the necessary relationships of existence and more bearable in the inevitable difficult times. And I found this so interesting because we do often think, you know, like we want to be more free and we don't want to have all these rules and restrictions and things on us. And yet the whole idea behind courtesies was that they would actually strengthen our relationships in, in preparing for those difficult times. Because I can guarantee you that every single one of you listening to this podcast has experienced some challenge in a relationship. I know some of you are single and engaged and you haven't gotten married yet. And some of you have been married for, you know, a gazillion years and you're like, oh yeah, I've been there, done that. You're all across the spectrum. But you have had those relationships where the act of being courteous would have made a difference, whether on your part or on the other person's part. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And yet I think if we all chose to be more courteous, when those storms are going to come, and they're coming. They'll happen. They'll happen. If you can fall back on these choice, choices of words, choices of actions to extend courtesy to the people in your lives, what impact will that have? What can you create instead of just being like, well, forget you. I'm going to do things my own way. I'm just going to be rude. I'm going to be abrupt. I'm going to be sharp with my words. I, I can tell you where that's going to go. I've been there. I, I've you know issued all of those things before. It doesn't end up very pretty. Usually, you know, if, if you haven't been treated fairly and, and, and with common courtesy, you, I would say, would feel just neglected, let down, walls start coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, these are, these are ways that you go, man, I, I'm doing all I can here and, and I'm not even getting a thank you. Mm-hmm. And you just feel let down. We, we have been there. I mean, I have been there before where, you know, doing something around the house or just building our businesses or whatever it may be, just that nice, hey, thanks for doing that. Hey, I appreciate what you've done. And and vice versa, I'm sure I have been and I am guilty of not doing that for Elisa. And the time period that I can recall was during when the kids were young. I, I didn't do that enough. I didn't let her know how much I appreciated all she was doing with two young kids running around, throw up in bottles and breastfeeding and poopy diapers. I just took her for granted. And, you know, praise God that she just, you know, stuck it with me during those times. 
And so if you're a husband and you haven't told your wife, hey, thank you for what you do around the house with these kids or this kid, I just want to tell you thank you. It's amazing how far that can go and not expect anything more other than just to go, hey, I just want you to know I totally appreciate and thankful for all that you do. And as a wife or as a husband, when you get that, it's not one-upping your spouse. It's just saying, you're welcome. Well, and I just, that was one other thing that I read is that courtesy is given without expectation of anything in return. In return, yeah. And I think that's a very important point to make and an important point for you to each hear. That we don't extend courtesy because we want something in return. We, we want to make sure that we're treated well. We want all of the, you know, we want it to come back to us, you know, however you want to phrase that. Courtesy is given because of a choice that we make on how we're going to treat the people in our lives, regardless of how they reciprocate that. Some of you, you know, may not get much, you know, when you first start extending that courtesy, you may not get much back. Right. We've been there where it kind of falls on, you know, deaf ears or deaf eye or blind eyes where, you know, you're just like, oh, well, that kind of bombed. Keep doing it. Keep doing it because if you take the concept to heart that true courtesy is a heart attitude, it's about what's inside of you and how you choose to live in this world. There are a lot of different ways out there that, I think our society, just as a general, tries to get away from common courtesy. I mean, it happens in text messages. I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about when you get the text messages or the emails that are all capital letters and you're just, you know, you roll your eyes and you're like, oh, please, seriously? I I, I get that you're upset about something, but, you know, I can't even repass the first line because it's all in caps. Courtesy would dictate that you use uppercase and lowercase letters. I mean, it's a little thing. You know, we pick up the phone now and because of caller ID, we know who's on the other uh, other end of the line. So we just jump right into a conversation. Hey, what's up? There's none of that. There's none of that. Hey, you know, oh my gosh, I get a chance to hear who's on the other line. That expectation, that realization that, you know, you're talking to your husband or you're talking to your wife or anything like that. And so, you know, we don't have that anymore. And we've got to create it. We've got to make the choice that courtesy is going to be a part of how we are going to live our lives. It's a very intentional decision. Mm-hmm. It, you, When you decide to be courteous, you're deciding to go kind of against the norm. And, and I saw that so much last week with, like I said, with all of those different examples that I opened up the show with. And so as you start to think about this week, as you're listening to this podcast, whether you're driving to work on Tuesday morning or maybe you picked it up during the day, Tuesday afternoon, or whenever you listen to this episode, I I want you to stop and think when the episode's over about what words you need to incorporate back into your marriage. Do you need to bring back, please? Do you need to bring back, thank you? Do you need to bring back your welcome? You know, instead of the whole one-upping thing that, you know, Tony was talking about with who can give the bigger thank you, you know, do you need to say, excuse me, instead of just assuming that you're the most important thing that's walked into the room, you know, do you need to do those actions that show courtesy? Do you need to like stop sending your text messages in the all capital letters? 
You know, what is it that you need to do to extend courtesy to your husband or wife? And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not enough just to think through what that is. You need to go out and do it. Okay. This show does not exist to just give you like up in the sky ideas. We've never just been about the big idea. We want you to implement the idea. So this week, you need to find opportunities to extend courtesy to your husband or your wife. And not just find that you actually have to carry through with it. Come back to the show, you know, in the show notes or on Facebook and tell us how you extended that courtesy to your husband or wife. Tell us what the reaction was. You know, maybe that first time that you say please and your husband or wife like, you know, gets a whiplash because it's been so long since they've heard please and, and they say something to you like, did you just say please? Tell us about that. Call in. Share with us what that experience was like when you made the decision to be intentional about courtesy. The number is 858-876-5663. We want to know who out there is causing ripples, not only in their marriage, but in their community. Because you start doing this with your husband or your wife. You start doing this with your kids. You start doing this with your coworkers. I'm telling you, you each are going to create revolutions where people are actually being nicer to each other because it's all about what's going on in their heart. Mm-hmm. Not because they're expected to, but because they honestly choose to treat people from their heart. And it's going to make a huge difference this week and on and on and on. Yeah. I, I would say if you're at a point where you're stuck, though, and you're just like, man, we just can't get over this. We want you to check out He Zigs, She Zags. Get your communication on the same path. And you can check that out at he zigs, she zags dot com. All one word, he zigs, she zags dot com. And there you can learn how you can bring all this together. Learn the couple communication method so that you guys can get your communication on the same path and be able to extend that common courtesy that you both desire and deserve. You guys go out there this week, extend common courtesy to your spouse in any way that you can. If it's just picking one of those words, pick it, use it all week long. We love you guys. Have yourself a fantastic week.